Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz with you here uh, across the world on the Believe Podcast Network. And uh, this thing is red hot. This movie's getting a lot of steam. Been seeing uh, a lot of promotion for it. Uh, Will Smith starring in King Richard, the story of Richard Williams and, of course, the Williams sisters and their rise to prominence in a sport that probably at the time uh, maybe only the NHL had fewer black players involved uh, when the Williams sisters uh, hit the scene. And uh, their accomplishments, uh, of course, unparalleled, uh, both rising to number one in the world. A lot of people think Serena still has the possibilities, after all she's been through, of uh, regaining that spot. It certainly isn't out of the question. So the movie's uh, causing uh, a lot of steam and creating a lot of steam around the country and around the world. And we welcome to the show here on After Hours, Layla Crawford, the lovely Layla Crawford, who plays uh, Andrea Price, who is a uh, sister of uh, Venus and Serena. Layla, great to have you on the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Well, it's uh, great having you on. Uh, it's such an interesting movie because uh, Richard Williams, uh, of course, uh, was uh, sort of uh, a renegade in addition to being uh, a Renaissance man with uh, his approach to uh, getting the Williams sisters to reach the level of prominence that they had uh, in the sport of tennis or any sport for that matter. And, uh, uh, what, what were some of the things that you picked up uh, from being uh, around the set and, and uh, learning of the story and, and being involved in playing this role as the sister of uh, Venus and Serena? Well, King Richard all around is just a really inspiring story. And being able to go to set every day with Will Smith and John Bernthal and all the sisters um, was just really inspiring. Every single day I look forward to going to set. I really picked up, like, the key factors and kind of just, like, the... Um, importance of having a good support system. Like, I play one of their older sisters, and throughout the movie, you can really see, like, the family dynamic was major key to their success. And just to not give up and just keep going no matter what. So I feel like everyone's going to really resonate well with the message. Unusual, I guess. Uh, a little avant-garde would be the way to describe uh, Richard Williams. Uh, and uh, what did you see in, in Will Smith's approach? Because, uh, you know, he's done such a variety of different things. Of course, he played Muhammad Ali in a movie, and a lot of people respected the job he did uh, in that particular film. But uh, what did you see as some of the challenges that Will Smith was facing uh, from an acting standpoint in trying to portray Richard Williams correctly? I think probably what Will was facing and what all of us are facing is that we're playing real people. So we're trying to make sure that we're being as authentic and, like, real to them as possible but will had it down i was actually getting some key like advice on my career just from watching him embody this role from like costume to the accent to like just things that richard williams truly would do i think will did an amazing job i definitely do think it was a challenge and a lot of pressure but he definitely pulled through and embodied richard williams in a, in a sense and we're talking with layla crawford she plays lindrea Andrea Price, the half-sister of Serena, and Venus Williams. King Richard is out tomorrow in theaters and for the next month on HBO. 
Max, let me ask you because it's funny on our show we've been we've talked about Richard Williams a lot over the last decade plus, and we sort of I, I poke fun at the man because he, he you know some of the things he did were interesting to the point where uh, his family really doesn't really talk to him anymore. What is the sentiment you get from being if you were around the family? Uh, how do they still feel about Richard Williams? Is there is have they gotten over some of the stuff like because he was a genius, and again with genius a lot of the time you get a little crazy. Yeah. No, I think definitely that they credit their father a lot with their success. I mean, he planned everything in their career, and it pretty much all came true. I definitely, like, I've heard them say, and I definitely agree with the fact that he was kind of, like, ahead of his time. Like, the ideas and concepts he had didn't really align with what was, like, generally accepted. But we can see he got them far, so I definitely think that everyone's kind of appreciative of him. Talking with Layla Crawford, who's involved in the movie King Richard, uh, being played and portrayed by Will Smith. Uh, it's out tomorrow, as uh, Luby mentioned, uh, on After Hours here on the Believe Podcast Network. All right, you mentioned, uh, and it is uh, a little strange, I would imagine, playing people that are very much alive. It's one thing, you know, yeah. somebody's already checked out and, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to say much or be too critical of your performance. Now, now we're, we're Venus and Serena... Williams and was Richard Williams uh, around the set? Was a family there? And uh, how peculiar can that make it, or how awkward can that make it? <laughs> Just trying to come in and do your job, Layla. Yeah, well, Miss Isha and Lynn, who play, who are their sisters in real life, were on set every single day, wow. and Venus and Serena did visit us. I feel like it is pretty like weird because I'm doing my performance, and the person who I'm playing is literally watching me every scene I do. And so you do feel a lot of pressure, kind of a little bit of stress to just, like, execute into the way that, like, she likes it pretty much. But um, the best thing that we all did was just do our research, talk to them about how their life was. And they were all really, really happy with us. So I'm in the end, I'm just glad that it all worked out and that they're happy with the way that they were being represented on the screen. All right, so nobody was screaming, not like that, Layla. <laughs> not like yeah. that. I never made a Better face like that. that. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, so that went well. Uh, and I would imagine uh, there, there was great chemistry uh, among the uh, actors that participated in this film. Uh, and what kind of catalyst uh, for that is Will Smith? Or uh, do I have that completely wrong? Is he a pain in the ass? <laughs> No, everything like that you see Will Smith is, he really is. He's super genuine, just sweet, generous, kind, uh, advocates for everyone on set, made sure everyone was comfortable, guided us through the whole process. Will is literally the best, like really became another like person in my life that I can trust and rely on. And I'm just happy to have been able to like experience his brilliance, honestly, because the way he stepped into this role was everything. All right, we're talking with Layla Crawford here on After Hours with Tifo and Luby on the Believe Podcast Network. Her character, Landrea Price, who uh, did Landrea end up being a doctor or something? Uh, well, what was uh, what was her destiny uh, in life? Uh, because uh, obviously the Williams sisters are well renowned, but I, I think other members of the family also went on to, uh, you know, very distinguished lives. Yeah, Lynn went on to kind of be a stylist and costumer on set. That's something that she was doing. She was a part of wardrobe. I've actually, like, talked to her about some, like, styling advice. She's great. She's great. Well, we thank you so much for joining us here on After Hours. Layla Crawford, uh, involved in the movie King Richard, hits the theaters tomorrow. Will Smith starring in that. A lot of steam about this movie and the portrayal of uh, Richard Williams and how, I mean, it, it is interesting. You talk about coaching and what the value of coaching is, Luby, and every now and then you get like a Mike Leach 
in college football. Uh, you get a Bill Walsh uh, kind of revolutionizing a style in professional football. And uh, you always admire the coaches that have their own style and then have impact. Now, I'm not sure what kind of impact he would have had on other players because I don't know that he ever took anybody else under his wing. But uh, raising the Williams sisters. And oh. They're, they're literally playing like I was uh, back in the day uh, when I uh, used to play on, uh, you know, streets that uh, had, like, glass fragments all over them. They were doing that on uh, some pretty warped-looking tennis courts. I, I don't imagine that there was a country club in Compton that you could join. <laughs> so uh, to take uh, these two girls, and, uh, you know, as I mentioned during the interview, there were probably more black players in the NHL at that yep. time. Yep which I think there might have been one, <laughs> if that. And, uh, you know, and then there were prominent people in tennis. I mean, it goes all the way back. Althea Gibson, of course, uh, was a pioneer in, in that category. And, and you had a few other uh, black women that uh, had some level of achievement that uh, you would at least have known their uh, name and accomplishments. And then, of course, Arthur Ashe, uh, you know, was uh, well-beloved in the tennis world, in spite of the fact that he might have been like the only black guy on the circuit. So uh, to do what the Williams sisters did uh, starting in that fashion and doing it in such an unconventional way, a tribute, uh, you would have to say, to the bizarre yep. uh, coaching methods uh, where, you know, this guy uh, was kind of like uh, Mick training rock. Yes. <laughs> when they say it a lot of the times. You, you got to chase this chicken. <laughs> when it comes to genius, there's a reason someone's genius is they can think outside the box. So what makes them special to the rest of us, makes them weird. And Richard Williams, you've talked about this the whole time. That's why I thought that was a cool interview to have because you've referenced Richard Williams since I first met you. Yes. And how much of a raving lunatic. And it goes to show you the fact that they really aren't close anymore. But I'll give the daughters credit. They give him a lot of credit. Like they Often with eccentric people, yes. they tend to, uh, over time, alienate themselves yeah, completely yeah. from all family and friends. Yeah which uh, I don't know that Richard Williams is at that point, but he certainly is estranged from the family because you never see him in a the box there. Never. In fact, uh, you're more likely to see him holding hands with some hot babe <laughs> yeah. down there yeah. right. in the first row with a bottle of champagne <laughs> celebrating a victory while the family is up there squeezed into the box there trying to get 20 people into the eight seats that they're <laughs> accorded by uh, the U.S. Open. Don't know what the uh, future is. I, you, you had Venus as a shot fighter many years ago, yes. but uh, she actually uh, distinguished him herself very well after that and uh, for a period of time kind of uh, rose to prominence again before now uh, is at uh, a juncture in her career where uh, you're almost assured she's going to get knocked out by round two yeah. of uh, any of the uh, major tournaments. The fact that she's still playing for the love of the game is something to be respected. And Serena, I, I think, genuinely wants to go out. I mean, obviously, she has an accomplishment on the horizon there to uh, be the uh, winningest uh, Grand Slam uh, female tennis player of all time, yeah. and she's in this uh, tie, which is kind of a, a Fugazi tie, a dead heat with Margaret Smith Court, who won a bunch of Australian Opens, uh, like a zillion of them, before anybody ever played. No one played. <laughs> and uh, you know, so uh, that was a limited field, and uh, she bagged a lot of victories there. So uh, Serena's in a dead heat, and doesn't look like she's in a great place to uh, compete with these, especially when you have 13, 14, 15-year-old girls out there that are slamming the ball at, uh, you know, Serena did help revolutionize the game also well, with her ability to just hit power all the time. So uh, you won't, probably won't see her in a winner's circle again. I, I don't think she'll win another Grand Slam event, but uh, still out there competing and uh, still is always a force to be reckoned with. Well, we've talked about them for years where they have all these outside interests. And look, when you're in your prime and you have outside interests and you take focus off the game, you can get away with it. But when you're in your late 30s, early 40s, if you're not dedicating, like LeBron dedicates all of his money and time 
to basketball, he's allowed to keep playing at this older age. Once you get older, if you're not putting everything into it, like at some point you will see it fading. And I think that's what we've seen with Serena over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, Sony movie comes out, and uh, we thank uh, our guest on the program here today, uh, Layla Crawford, for uh, joining us. I did want to uh, get into this because uh, th- this is no way – this comes under the heading of, and, and you've uh, exhibited this uh, particular behavior where uh, you look at a guy and you say, yeah, you don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like <laughs> Mo Green like that, Michael. It happened with our show on Ion Channel, your, your very first meeting with the executives from Ion Channel. I mean, uh, I'm thinking, uh, well, uh, I'm going to have to make some apologies here. <laughs> you so did. if you're Carlos Correa and you're going to end up in pinstripes, uh, why would you go on, uh, you know, and, and we appreciate that these podcasts are wide open and you can pretty much say anything. Yep. It's a real great liberty after being in uh, terrestrial uh, conventional radio where you have to uh, edit every comment you make these days. And uh, you're really not sure, uh, you know, who's going to call in that day to the program director and nope. ask that you be fired <laughs> immediately because they're insulted that you mentioned the word matzo balls. <laughs> On, on your radio show, and obviously you were being disparaging to the Jews. It's like, what? I am Jewish. We're Jewish. <laughs> what are you talking about? And nobody really likes matzo balls, Luby. Nobody. My wife does, surely. Nobody likes them. They have the no Catholic taste. loves Zero. matzo yeah, balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Same thing to felt the fish. I mean, uh, you really have to question somebody's... Uh, Sanity. Somebody's taste when they say, uh, you know what I'd like? I'd like a piece of gefilte fish. You know? And they cut off a big fat one out of that jar with like the gel all around it. It's disgusting. My God. <laughs> Where do they find this stuff, man? What fish comes in a jar anyway? You, know, you have to really question Not that. many. So uh, you got to question the judgment of uh, Carlos Correa because uh, the Yankees supposedly were uh, targeting him or, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's uh, all idle speculation until uh, you really get to the bottom of it. Uh, yeah. But uh, I would imagine there's no shot now that he said that Derek Jeter <laughs> – was unworthy of any of the five gold gloves that he won in his illustrious Hall of Fame career, Carlos. And now the Yankee fans already hate Carlos Correa because of the cheating incident in 2017, yep. and he was one of the main advocates uh, of the whole system there, where Carlos Beltran was banging on the drums <laughs> like John Goodvibes Bob. <laughs> and he knew Araldis Chapman was going to throw the one changeup that he was going to throw in a sequence of 27 pitches, and it just happened to be a floater right down the middle of the plate there. <laughs> To that height-challenged, vertically-challenged uh, Jose Altuve, who uh, is terrific when he knows what's coming. And uh, he, he ends up uh, hitting it out of the park and, and uh, changing the whole complexion and, and uh, the way the uh, World Series went that year as uh, Houston ends up winning a, a very tainted championship. Uh, so the Yankee fans hate him for that. Now he's uh, demeaning, uh, demeaning to uh, Jeter. And uh, then on top of that, uh, he, he said that uh, Lou Gehrig, that whole speech was a fake. Oh, really? Yeah. Did this really? Are you joking that he really he, did that? He really said that. No, he didn't say that. Oh, okay. I'm like, I, Jesus. I mean, I, That's I'll, reaching. But, but, uh, <laughs> you want to insult Derek Jeter? Not only, I mean, obviously the guy probably doesn't want to come here and be a, a Miami Marlin since they lose every game. And uh, we're not bitter just because we lost money on that season over no, total, which uh, looked like a very mild total of <laughs> 71 when they had won like 30-something out of 60 the year before, and uh, they couldn't do it this year. They ended up winning like a pathetic 64-65 games and don't appear to be in any better shape uh, to make uh, anything happen in the coming years. So this year they'll probably easily eclipse the over as we try to get them right back on the under. That's the way <laughs> That's why the bookies are all buying yachts at the boat show here in Miami when they come down. But he he also said that uh, New York pizza was no better than Papa John's. Wow. What cojones. Can you imagine? (laughs) This guy. Yeah. (laughs) 
And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, how, how is he going to show up and play in New York? I guess if he hits uh, 40 home runs and plays a dynamite shortstop and is a catalyst in every good thing that happens for the Yankees, like Jeter was for so many years, yep. then uh, he's going to be okay. But uh, no, that was kind of a, a weird story and a weird way to uh, get involved if uh, you're going to indeed uh, end up on a roster of the uh, New York Yankees. I'd love that. Like, they hate him. You know Yankees. So the first time he comes up to bat, they boo him. Like Harvey talked about, actually, earlier this week. Uh, on our daily show, which you can catch Monday through Friday, 7 to 9, ionchannel.com slash the-defo-show to watch us and to listen. Defo and Luby, L-U-B-I-E, defoandluby.com slash live. Our buddy Harith Yalkov, a longtime writer in South Florida, joined us, and he's a big Yankee fan, and he said, look, what's funny is he'll come up, they'll boo him, but when he hits a homer, they'll love him. So that's yeah. what I'd love to see is the Yankee fan be so hypocritical because you know they'll boo him, and then the next time he's up, if he hits a homer, they give him a standing O. Yeah, there was uh, the guy, Will Cordero, remember, many years yep. ago? Yep, uh, Expos, Nationals. Yeah, he uh, ends up, uh, he gets a sexual assault charge, uh, which uh, seemed to be, uh, you know, uh, of some validity. And uh, he gets suspended for a while, comes back the minute he hits a home run. Instead, Everybody was saying, we'll never go to another game. What, are you kidding me? If this guy plays, I'll never buy another ticket to anything. I won't even need a hot dog. <laughs> I'm boycotting all of your sponsors, and I will never, ever tune in on the radio, TV, nothing. You'll never hear from me again. He hits a home run. Everybody's giving him a standing ovation. <laughs> of course. one nothing in the first inning. Exactly. I mean, all is forgotten that very, very quickly. All right, uh, Dolphins and the Jets. Who do you have in this thing? The line is mysteriously low. I mean, think about this. Joe Flacco, Joe don't give me no Flacco, is going to start for the New York Jets. Uh, they've already thrown in the towel on this Mike White kid, who was uh, the Cinderella story <laughs> two weeks quick. ago. <laughs> and the New York media had him as a second coming to Joe Willie. He was the savior of saviors. Exactly. And he's already on the bench. This Robert Sala has seen enough. <laughs> the hideous four-pick performance that he had last week, enough to convince everybody around the New York Jets organization that, uh, hey, Zach, when are you coming back? <laughs> so they make a deal. They get Joe Flacco as a backup material. Now, Flacco, uh, he broke in with Johnny United <laughs> at one time had a hell of an arm and of course did win a Super Bowl Joe Flacco so uh, you know you can give him uh, some credit for being what championship caliber and he, yes. he, he showed signs at one time of real superstar type of status but uh, then tailed off badly yep and he's been no better than Brian Hoyer as a backup uh, ever since in fact Honestly. you'd almost rather have Colt McCoy try out <laughs> so now the Jets as we've been saying uh, they have the worst defense this side of the McWilliams trial, <laughs> where they're trying to declare that self-defense was in play here as they chased a guy who was running out of the neighborhood with his back to the people down in a truck and just happened to point a shotgun right in his belly. <laughs> and when the gun went off, they said that was in self-defense. Of course. Yes, because, uh, of course, this guy was attacking them as he was running away from <laughs> yeah, the vehicle yeah, that's in terror feasible. and finally got cornered and had to turn around and, uh, you know, a end up uh, getting into some kind of a scuffle. Uh, but the Jets' defense is worse than that. <laughs> as preposterous, as unbelievable, as unfathomable <laughs> as that may be, the Jets' defense is worse. And so uh, now here are the Dolphins, only like three-point favorites in this game. Luby, what do you make of that? And they're coming off two wins, including a very impressive outing uh, over the Baltimore Ravens. Well, people are obviously taking the Ravens game as a fluke. And the Texans game, for what it was, a disaster from both teams. And I guess you would think the Dolphins will win, but it'll be close. And I can't fight. Look, Tua is supposed to play from what I know. 
And the guy came in. And Every other week, they have to declare that he is the starter. <laughs> they do. Isn't that funny? Yeah, for like years now, this has been going on, a year and a half. So, oh, yeah, yeah, he's our starter. We, we firmly believe in this guy. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't mess with his head. Yeah, meanwhile, so, every minute, Chris Greer's on the phone yeah, going, exactly. what? How many women? <laughs> Except for Watson. about Deshaun Watson. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I feel like they'll get, they'll get the win, but with this team, it's... It, you just never know. The defense has looked monstrous the last two weeks, and then before that, it was a dud. So, which the true Dolphins, the offensive line's been bad all year, and it, it played pretty well last week. Tua really didn't get touched last week. And we've, we they played very similarly versus the Texans. So, I, this team, they are 3-7, and seven, and they play like it. Like, one game, they look like a juggernaut. The next four, they look like a waste. I'm tempted to go in and, uh, you know. Yeah, all in Jets. <laughs> all, all of our uh, friends' money uh, on uh, on the Dolphins in this game, three points oh, nice. looks like a very oh, easy line. Yeah, I mean, uh, how could they not beat the hapless, pathetic New York Jets with Joe Flacco, who broke in in the Stone Age, <laughs> coming in uh, to play quarterback for him? Uh, well, he doesn't know all the plays. <laughs> okay. All right, a lot of fun. Uh, Layla Crawford, we thank her for joining us here on After Hours, Believe Podcast Network. Uh, Luby, you have a great one. You too, sir. And uh, we'll do it again tomorrow here on After Hours. So uh, thank you so much, people, for joining us on Believe Podcast Network. It's always a pleasure. From Mike Luby Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Destination Sport Miami is here to revolutionize the sports landscape in South Florida. The largest indoor multifaceted sports complex in North America is on the way with distinguished leaders of its various sports programs and unparalleled access to the finest indoor training fields and facilities. Destination Sport Miami will set South Florida apart as the destination of choice for elite athletic training and development and for its dedication to youth programs and sports on all levels. A phenomenal concept and a powerful undertaking, Destination Sport Miami will also be an important commodity in the sports business community as well. Destination Sport Miami, it's time has come. Recently, we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa? Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? Since day one of old school, we've had Catholic Health Services be part of our family. They are recognized as the quintessential rehab facility in the southeast for strokes. But it goes well beyond strokes because Catholic Health Services is in the community of South Florida to help the community stay healthy. And if they're not healthy, get them healthy and get them back on their feet quicker than they could have ever expected. They do it every single day. It's step and repeat 24-7 Catholic Health Services. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.